Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's now time for Ermani and Edwards with Maz, live on the Woodward Sports Network. Every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Starring Ryan Ermani, Michigan great and former NFL baller Braylon Edwards, and of course, Tom Mazaway. Let's talk some sports. Ermani and Edwards with Maz, Woodward Sports Network, WoodwardSports.com, Fox2Detroit.com, the Fox 2 News app, Ryan Ermani, Sam Flannel in for Braylon Edwards today, Tom Mazaway out <laughs> as well, oh, wah, 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 there you go, it's all good today, Sam, how you doing my friend, I don't believe you and I have ever done a show together uh, where... Uh, you're the co-host of the show. I've had you in the booth yes, before, yes. but uh, good to have you here, buddy. Oh, good to be here, man. I mean, I'm filling in for Braylon Edwards on something. If you'd have told me that a couple years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. And also, as you guys know, I got a little pick-me-up. My wife, my father-in-law, and my new puppy just came to visit me, and that's always nice on a on a day. Now, there's no question about that. Now, you had the puppy in today. Yes. And talk to me about the puppy, because there is nothing... Uh, like a little puppy that that will gather people together. Yes. Um, I always said, if you're a single guy, okay, if your wife left you, if your girlfriend left you, if you're a single guy, all you have to do is go get a puppy, sit on a park bench, and they will come to you. Yeah, and I hope that my wife doesn't leave me anytime soon. I don't have that problem. But if I do... But if, if she were to if ever she leave were, you. If she were, I mean, obviously you got to get Who a puppy. would leave you, by the way? Well, thank you. Nobody would, who, leave who would leave you. you either. Yeah, right. But here's the thing. Also, when you have a cute puppy and you're just kind of petting it and being nice to it, women will, I think, naturally see you as a more safe, good guy, too, and not just some creep sitting at the park. You know what I mean? you got a puppy... You, you got that instinct, the puppy's cute, and as long as you have conversational skills, the puppy is the in. That's what draws them in. We should have taken a picture of the puppy. We did not take a picture of the puppy. We have no puppy pictures today because obviously JB, uh, you know, getting a look at the puppy would be probably beneficial right now. Yes, absolutely. It is a very cute dog, by the way, Sam. But yeah, <laughs> no puppy pictures, unfortunately, but... It was nice to have a dog in here besides, you know, of course, Sticks dog. So Now, I, I will say that we had the puppy in the building and all of the Lady Jane's uh, beautiful women, uh, beautiful women flocked to the puppy. Yes, but the most beautiful one of all came to visit me and is my wife. So oh, that, hey. stop <laughs> it. Very good. Very good save. Very good Ooh, save there, Sam Flannel. Do you like to have fun, Sl Sam Flannel? I love to have fun. Uh, what do you like to do for fun? Introduce yourself to our audience here. Well, I like to do lots of things for fun. I like do to. Do you drink? Uh, from time to time, I did more when I was single. But do you do drugs? I do not do uh, drugs. Okay. But you know, when I was when I was a young hellraiser, I did a few more things. But now I just kind of live the domestic life. Got the wife. Got the dog. But. 
And I'm also, when it comes to sports, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit of a psycho fan, as you would say, which is why I'm perfect for the job, because I'm always tuned into something. So what does that mean, psycho fan? Explain that for the ladies and gentlemen uh, watching on uh, WoodwardSports.com. Well, don't you ever feel that Psycho fan. Well, don't you ever feel that way when you're watching a Michigan game or a Lions game, especially when the game is in the balance, like, say, the Michigan-Illinois game this year, even the moments of the Michigan. Michigan played Illinois earlier this they, year? They did. They did. Okay. They did. Is that they, college basketball? <laughs> College football. Oh, college, college football. football. Oh, okay, yes. okay, very good. Illinois very good. hung in there, or when Michigan played at Ohio State this year, when it was close at halftime, Michigan was down. I don't even enjoy the games because I'm so nervous because <laughs> I'm just hanging on every single play. And now that I work in sports media, everything that I say, every take that I have, people, people never let me forget about it. I mean, like you, for example, you said that the Lions would win 10 games before the season. It was look not looking so good at one and six, but they almost did it. You were almost right. And you were more right than a lot of people who predicted them to win six or Four seven. Four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one take that nobody will ever let me live down <laughs> is taking Malik Willis at number yeah. two. I will never live. I, I could be right about the next 100 major yes. takes that I have on this uh, fine program here, and nobody will ever let me live down taking Malik Willis at two. I mean, he started a couple games in the NFL, and there's still time. He sucked. It was a bad I'm take. Not gonna, I'm it's not going to lie. It was a bad I'm take. Not, I was about to say, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I didn't see a right. whole lot that gave me any cause for optimism when it comes to Malik Willis. But, hey, there, there's still time. But as of now, not your best take, but I've had many bad ones myself. What's one of your worst takes that uh, you could share with the people right now? Just the absolute worst one that you – Never uh, will live down. My worst take was predicting that this was the year where Scott Frost would turn it around at Nebraska and win nine games. You keep you kept hearing about it. Obviously, he had that one year at Central Florida where he led them to an undefeated season, got hired at Nebraska, was kind of a fairy tale, was a quarterback for them in the 90s. And I thought it was a perfect fit. But every year, it was just losing season after losing season. He got another chance, and I thought this was the year. And then he gets fired midseason. After an embarrassing loss, I forgot who it was to, and... It was to a mid-major team. Just awful. Sam, as we reintroduce our audience to you, um, you have never not worn a flannel shirt <laughs> here to Woodward Sports. Where does that come from? How many flannels do you have? How often do you wash them? I wash them. I, I never wear one back-to-back -back okay. without washing. That's just, just, just at least for we're safe on that. Hey. And the flannel thing, it was something that I sort of created before I got here. I started a podcast. I called myself Flannel Sam. It just was a look that I got into. They're comfortable. I think they're fashionable. I think they're very, very versatile. You can wear them at more formal events, or you could wear them to work every day like I do. I even got some short sleeve ones. And if you're really trying to be reckless, you can cut the sleeves off and wear a sleeveless flannel. Now, I have seen you wear yes. the sleeveless yes. flannel when it's like 80, 90 degrees out. Yes. Because there are different levels of yes. flannel shirts that you can go about. There are, diff are different levels. Usually when I go sleeveless and really kind of go with the theatrics, it was when, for example, Michigan won at Ohio State this year and when Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to the Super Bowl because that is one of my best takes, I would say, because I was calling it before the year, and I kind of had to sort of let the people know that I called it. That's is there a, guy. Is there a polo shirt of flannels, or are they all just one, just the, there's a flannel and this is it? And you, you get them at, you know, Target or Walmart or whatever. This is this is the flannel. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I just kind of, if it has that patter, pattern, if it kind of feels like a flannel, it's a flannel. Nobody said 
nobody's called me out for it or anything. And to answer how many do I have, I have about 15, 16, 15, 17 now. 16, 17 flannels. I got seven for Christmas. What does your wife say about the flannel? Does she like the flannel? Yeah, she likes it. And obviously when I'm not at work, I it's it's only a workday thing. I obviously wear some nicer things if I want to go out on a date. I obviously, if I'm going to the gym or going for a going run Going on or something, a date with your wife, I just want to yes. correct you. Going, going on, on a date, date with, with, with your wife. Right? With my wife, obviously. Because, you know, you still got to date and court the woman for as long as you're married, even if you're married for 20 years, and that's okay. But when it comes to stuff like formal stuff, or even if I'm going to the gym or something, I obviously am not a psychopath that wears a long sleeve flannel to the gym. I've got other clothes, but with work, it's kind of worked out, although it is kind of difficult when I'm standing in the sound booth and it's 90 degrees, but that's where the short sleeve flannels come in. How hot is it in there, JB, right now? You got the door open in there. Does it get hot in there? It does get a little stuffy at times, I will admit, but I mean, we're in here for a good two hours, so we're able to bear it, you know. Fletch, what about you over there? Is it uh, is it uh, too difficult to do the job in there? Is it is it too hot in there? T- talk to me a little bit about um, this. Um, I'm I'm pretty all right. I'm I'm a smaller guy. I think Spencer gets a little too hot. Spencer in here. probably yeah, sweats. Yeah, he, he I mean, sweats a lot. Oh um, man, this guy. Spencer. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Braylon turns the AC on regularly, so normally I'm cooler on those days, but. Today I think I will get a little hot. I am. I'm wearing jeans and a crew neck, so I'll be dying. Now, Sam Flannel, let me ask you your analyses of the uh, WoodwardSports.com show hosts. You have done seemingly a show yes. with everybody. Have yes. you, you, you? Have you filled in? At all on uh, on this particular one? I have not on the desk. I know yes. I haven't done a no. show with you, but Wait, I didn't know, you know if you what? were in Actually, when, I when have. Braylon when you know when I was out, did you do a show with Braylon? Actually I've done I've filled in on this show before, but it was always I was either with Stick or Spencer. Okay. Mass has been on a couple though. I've never done it with you and I've never done it with Braylon. Who's the best person to do a show with that you have been with so far? I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know you've done some heavyweights. Have you done, worked with that that nut job Adam in the morning? Have you worked with him? I have never. You, you said the word psycho. I automatically went to Adam Baydu. I have never been on the desk for a morning show because obviously Fish never takes a day off. We did take a couple of days off. I That's a good in, thing yes, for you, by the yes, way. Yes. <laughs> I filled in in the booth a couple of times, and I got a pretty good amount of talking time but the desk is a different animal as far as who's my favorite I, I i don't know i like i just like getting these opportunities man whoever it's with i mean there's obviously some good things like ryan armani for example look there's, at this guy there is a lot of this guy knows where his bread is hey. buttered doesn't he jb i'll tell you what there are a lot of middle-aged housewives who are very very jealous of me right now Oh, i'm very big with the 60 plus population and very, very big and that's something that i obviously take into account i've obviously done shows with darren mccarty and lindsey hunter over there and that's another one where you're just kind of like these are renowned names in the city and i'm just you know flannel sam some guy who's been here for a year or so and that's just it's cool the variety you get and obviously neil rule he's somebody that i work with very closely a every pro's day. pro that a, guy. a pro's pro yeah. and then obviously the heavyweights me spencer and easy we're about the same age we kind of have come up together so i always have i'd say good sort of show chemistry with them so i i love i just i love filming it's like it's kind of cool. You don't have a routine. You kind of are just thrust into whatever, and I kind of like that, at least to start out with. I love it, too. Uh, Flannel Sam, what's your, your favorite sport? Football? Yes. All right, very good. Um, 
That was a fun 10 minutes, my friend. I love it. We're going to get into some sports today. We've got Tiger Woods handing a tampon to Justin Thomas. Why was that such a big deal? Is it a big deal? Do we need to stop doing these things? Do we need more of these things? Plus, Amon Ross St. Brown wants Jalen Ramsey to come to the Detroit Lions and a mock draft that you absolutely might love this might be your favorite mock draft you've ever seen it's a two-round mock draft from our friends from the 33rd team we're going to get to that uh, plus the lions could be heading overseas we'll tell you all that and more but first a message from custom health centers i am heading on vacation ladies and gentlemen and damn i'm telling you i'm so happy to be over 16 pounds down as i had uh, custom health centers they take the willpower out of weight loss what is it it's a customized approach to whatever your body needs to drop 20 pounds 120 pounds whatever it is your body needs they have a customized approach to see you drop the weight to help you drop the weight call them today right now uh, it's a free call it won't cost you anything just to pick up that phone and call 844-789-THIN that number again 844-789-THIN you don't have to go to the beach man you don't have to get your butt crack full of sand you just need the little chili peppers man to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan with 26 locations in the metro detroit area and more coming chili peppers tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the d join the pepper club for the best deals on unlimited tanning head to chilipepperstanning.com you just need a little chili peppers man Get a shot up. This is for the win. Oh! All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, WoodwardSports.com. Ryan Armani, Sam Flannel in for Braylon today. Braylon will be back tomorrow. It's his 40th birthday tomorrow. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, man, you know, you're getting old when, when Braylon Edwards turns 40, I feel so old, uh, just saying it, but, uh, Hey man, I loved my, I love turning 40, 40 was a great time for me. So, uh, welcome. Happy birthday, Braylon. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, but, uh, we've got, uh, champagne, we've got cakes, we've got balloons, mm. we've got it all for Braylon's 40th tomorrow. Uh, Sam, I want to get into this mock draft if I could. Okay. Right, um, I, because look i can do a mock draft every day Why and not? i i like getting mock drafts from reputable people sure 
Sure. Uh, people who are in the know a little bit more than uh, you and I. Um, so this, the, the 33rd team, their scouting department did this latest mock draft. They have four quarterbacks going in the top nine picks of this draft. Here's the top five. Bryce Young, Will Levis goes number two uh, to Houston. Jalen Carter, three. Uh, to Arizona, Will Anderson, four to Chicago, and here's where it gets interesting. Seattle, Pete Carroll says we are going to improve our defense. Seattle takes Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech. You know who that leaves at number six. <sighs> C.J. Stroud, mm. okay? That leaves the Lions at six with an option. C.J. Stroud or trade? And the 33rd team projects the Detroit Lions to trade out of that. How many times do we say trade back, yes. trade back, yes. trade back? Well, this particular mock draft has the Lions trading out of that pick. They have the Lions trading with Tennessee, moving back to 11, and gaining Tennessee's second-round pick. So the Lions move from 6 to 11 and gain a another second round pick so they'd have three second round picks and with that six pick the tennessee titans select cj stroud quarterback ohio state uh with the 11th pick the lions select christian gonzalez cornerback oregon let's just start there if the lions are faced with cj stroud at six and they trade out of that selection I'm curious to know what Lions fans would say about that because we're going to talk about Daniel Jones in a little yeah. bit. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones wanting $45 million. Are you prepared to pay Jared Goff when he's up in two years 40 to $45 million? Because if you are not prepared to do that, I don't care how many picks you're getting, if you like that quarterback at six, be it C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson, if you like either one of those guys and you pass on those quarterbacks and then all of a sudden they turn into something and two years from now Jared Goff says, okay, here's my turn, $45 million. Yeah. What do you do, Sam? That is a that's a conundrum because CJ Stroud he's one that obviously a lot of people would not expect to fall to six. I think that he's the second best quarterback prospect coming out of the draft, and I know you and I, Ryan, a lot of our closest looks at CJ Stroud have been in some of his more unimpressive showings, like this year, at when they played Michigan at home, and CJ Stroud only led them to 23 points. That being said. He looked pretty damn good against Georgia in mm -hmm. that game. He led the game-winning field goal drive. It's just the kicker shanked the, shanked the field goal. So, CJ, that's, that's a tough one. Obviously, Jared Goff is under contract for the next couple of years, and I think you can build a roster around him that can win you games, that can win you playoff games, that can win divisions, that could maybe even get you to a Super Bowl and maybe even a Super Bowl win, although that's a little bit of a stretch. But if CJ Stroud is there, I wouldn't... It wouldn't break my heart if they took him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be pounding my. I wouldn't be pounding the table. But I also would be a little bit. It would seem a little off-brand for a, a Brad Holmes. I think if C.J. Stroud falls, you might have the opportunity to get the best of both worlds because obviously C.J. Stroud, if you pick him and he hits, 
that's obviously awesome. You got your quarterback of the future. But if you can trade back and get a guy like Christian Gonzalez at 11, who a lot of mocks have him going to the Lions at six, if you can mm. get him at 11, plus get another second round, you can further sort of supplement this roster and solidify this defense and solidify it to where it's a defense where the Lions can win the division and make some noise in the playoffs. So I don't know if I have really a... I like both options no matter what. I hope he falls. Mm. I think you can Well, that would put either. the Lions in the best yes, situation, yes. right? Either they're going to evaluate this player, C.J. Stroud, and they're going to take him. Or, hell, they might even like Anthony Richardson more than Stroud. Wherever their player evaluation staff uh, comes down on, whoever they come down on, if that quarterback is there and they've evaluated him and they want him, they'll take him. If they don't like either quarterback... That is a perfect spot for the Lions to trade out of that pick then. If Stroud falls out of the top five and one of these three guys, whether it be Bryce Young or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, if one of those three quarterbacks falls to the Lions at six, well, you're in a really good spot. That could be the best case scenario for this football team because you're either going to take the player or you're going to trade out of that pick. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what, what you want. And honestly, I'm... I'm more of the camp, and we'll get to them more later, that only if it's Stroud or Bryce Young. I don't want to touch Anthony Richardson or Will Levis with a 10-foot pole right now because I think they have too many question marks. But at least with C.J. Stroud, he put up, He was a Heisman finalist two years mm -hmm. in a row. He is arguably, by the numbers, the best quarterback in Ohio State history. You can argue Justin Fields. You can argue C.J. Stroud. But he is an NFL-level quarterback, and I think that he can project well to the NFL. There's obviously some knocks on him. Like, he played with some of the best receivers like Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Emeka Abuka. You could go on and on and on. Just an excellent group of wide receivers. And Ryan Day, say what you want about him, but the quarterback play really improved when he became their head coach. Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud were quarterbacks under his tutelage, and I think that he might have been in the perfect situation. That's, but that's, the, that's the beauty of it all. There's the flexibility. Christian Gonzalez at mm. 11 – at six, I'm kind of thinking, I don't know about that, but I think he could be the best cornerback in the draft. He's not necessarily my favorite, but mm. I like a lot about him. He's a big corner. He's athletic. He's got speed. He's a guy that I think could possibly shut down half the field. And a corner, unlike quarterback right now, is a need right now. Yeah. They need, I don't want to go into next season with all due respect to these players because they both had flashes. I don't want Jerry Jacobs and Jeff Okuda to be the starting bookend quarters. And they won't be. They won't be. I think that would be, I don't know, I don't want to say disaster. Irresponsible. It'd be irresponsible. It would be a hindrance to the plan to solidify the defense. So Christian Gonzalez at 11, I don't hate it. But if CJ Stroud's there and they take him, I also don't hate that either. I would probably lean towards trading back and going with the corner but that's just because Jared Goff whether you like him or not he's still under contract for two years we don't have to have those discussions yet you just have to wonder if you can put together a roster that he can win with in the next couple years you'd have a window but with windows comes expectations and if you don't win in that window there's a lot of regret let me bring let me bring uh, you guys into this uh the phone number 313-552-6322 313-552-6322 Five five two six three two two. Isn't this the best possible scenario for the Lions here at six? Because either one of those three quarterbacks, again, Bryce Young, Will Levis, or CJ Stroud, are going to fall to them at six. So you can either take them 
or trade out of that selection. And according to the mock draft that we are uh, following right now, the one that came out today, mock draft 3.2 from the 33rd team, uh, they have the Lions trading with Tennessee, moving back to 11 and taking the cornerback from Oregon uh, in uh, Christian Gonzalez. And Tennessee gets the quarterback. Here's what I will say about it, though, too, Sam is I trust Brad Holmes and his analysis and his evaluation of all of these guys. I don't know what he's going to do in free agency. Uh, he has not made a splash in free agency yet as Lions general manager. But the one thing we have seen from Brad Holmes and all of these guys in the scouting department is that they know how to evaluate collegiate talent. So if he says... I'm going to pass on C.J. Stroud. I'm going to pass on Anthony Richardson. I think I'm at the point where I will trust that evaluation because he's proven that. His track record shows he knows how to evaluate a player. And, and um, I'm not as strong in my belief system on who the Lions should take because Brad Holmes knows a whole hell of a lot more about these guys than I do, and I would just trust what he does. If he wants to take CJ and stash him for a year yep. or two years, I'm fine with that. Hell, if he likes Anthony Richardson better than CJ Stroud, wanted to take him at six, I would trust his evaluation on that. And conversely, if he wanted to trade back and take Christian Gonzalez, I would trust his evaluation on that as well. I just... With the Daniel Jones, and again, we can talk about that later on in the show, with the Daniel Jones coming out and saying he wants $45 million a year, you do have to look ahead and project, is Jared Goff going to want that kind of money two years from now? Or a renegotiation after next year? Are you prepared to do that uh, when you've got guys like Amon Ra and Sewell and all these guys coming up? And the bill is due on those guys uh, eventually pretty soon. And I'm not sure you can build a team and pay Jared Goff $45 million a year, which might be the going rate. I mean, honestly, if Daniel Jones gets $45 million, obviously we don't know if he's going to get it or not. He's asking for it. Then Jared Goff is most certainly going to ask for $45 million, depending on how the next couple of years shake out. Jared Goff's going to be looking at his agent and being like, that guy over there in New York, he's got $45 million. I'm worth more than that. And that kind of... And that's what's the sort of conundrum here, because you're when you're talking about Christian Gonzalez versus a quarterback or Brad Holmes, you're talking about whether you want to draft and stash and sort of have your future more lined up the way you want, but maybe not be as good in the in the next couple of years. Or do you want to build that roster right now and put together a roster that is similar to a 2018 Rams in which Jared Goff actually was the quarterback of a team that went to the Super Bowl. But the good news is, like you said, with Brad Holmes, the one thing all of us Lions fans, or almost all of us Lions fans agree on, is that he has knocked these first two drafts out of the park. Mm -hmm. I mean, in 2021, you get Penny Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round, by the way. They both blossomed into stars. And then last year, Aiden Hutchinson obviously leads all rookies in sacks. And then you got James Houston and Malcolm Rodriguez as sixth-rounders and Kirby Joseph in the third round. I'm just glad that we can have these conversations which are interesting because we want to see the Lions do well with a GM that we trust who has proven at least in the draft he's been exemplary I wouldn't even say competent I mm. would say exemplary when's the last time we've been able to say that about a Lions team never 
without question. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, 313-552-6322. Let's go to the phone lines now. Bring in Charles. Charles, you're on woodwardsports.com. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. How you guys doing? Doing good, bud. Thanks for the call. What do you got? Um, I think they should definitely trade the sixth pick if Jalen Carter isn't available or um, a quarterback. Because, like Sam said, you want to get picks for the future, like 2024 draft. You want to keep this thing going because next year you got to figure the Lions are probably going to be picking in the 20s in the first round. How do you feel about the quarterback position? Because I, I've I've kind of always maintained that I feel like this is the last best chance the Lions have it have to take a a early a high first round quarterback. Now I'll leave Brad Holmes's evaluation up yeah. to that, uh, but I feel like this is the last best shot at it. What do you think about the quarterback yeah. position? You prepared to pay yeah. Jared Goff forty five million? I don't know if I would pay him $45 million, but you definitely need an insurance policy behind him. Yeah. I think they'll they'll take a quarterback. I just don't know where. Hey, Charles, thanks so much for the call, bud. Call back anytime, all right? All right. Thank you. You guys do a great job. Thank you very thank much. You. Really appreciate that, uh, Charles. 313-552-6322. Uh, I, I, I am a little uh, weary of the fact that, that this quarterback situation is getting so out of hand. And because of that, look at all these players that are going to get cut around the league. I mean, we just uh, we just talked to Jeff Risden last week about all of these really good players around the league. I mean, there's salary cap casualties every year. But, but when you're paying these quarterbacks that amount of money, and I know the cap keeps going up, but, man, at some point, it's going to be hard to, to field a team. I mean, that's what the NFL kind of wants, though, right? Parity. They don't want teams that can just dominate year after year after year. And speaking of teams that are might end up being in that conundrum in the next year or two, and I know we'll get to them later, the team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl, their window might be quite a bit – it might be shorter than you think just with all they have on free agency. But that's, that's kind of your point, that if you want to pay your quarterback – it's going to be really damn hard unless you're great at drafting to build and maintain a roster around them that can win. Unless, of course, you're an alien like a Patrick Mahomes. But even relative to the market, his contract is more team-friendly than you think as well. So it's it's the NFL we live in. It's a salary cap league with quarterbacks making astronomical amount of money. Daniel Jones? Come on. It's, it's, it's out of hand. Who did the Lions take at 18? Who did they take with their now three second-round picks? We'll get to that next. But first, a message from Fairway Packing Company. One of my favorite places on earth is this steak shop in Gross Point Woods. I mean, you literally walk in, and there's these vacuum-packed steaks, burgers, pork chops right there in these refrigerators. And you just open the refrigerator door, labeled prices, everything you need right there in front of you. It's a way to elevate your dinner. Fairway Packing Company, family owned and operated since 1956. The Burrata Blend Burgers, the award-winning chop house steaks, dry-aged Wagyu tomahawks. Are you kidding me? See why the top chefs in the country choose Fairway. Again, you can visit their steak shop in Gross Point Woods, or uh, you can visit them online, fairwaypacking.com. Fairwaypacking.com. They ship anywhere. Sourced, cut, aged, packed to perfection. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. Make sure you're watching WoodwardSports.com for our new show. Chomping puck. He shoots. He scores. With four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty and Michael Gentry. Chomping puck is taking the Detroit hockey community and giving them a voice. Pros to Joes. You'll get the best Detroit hockey coverage around. Chomping puck. Saturdays 1 p.m. on WoodwardSports.com. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50 plus Detroit area locations. Make sure it's seen and heard. Corner, jumper, and... Tweet us. Hop on the YouTube chat. Slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. Swiss Insurance Group and their employees are heavily involved in their community. It is very rewarding but comes with great responsibility. If you send a local, local youth sports board, homeowners association, or a volunteer coach, directors and officers insurance is a must. Make sure the kids, parents, and volunteers are protected. Email them at mark at swissins.com. That is mark at swissins.com. Sam Flannel in for Braylon Edwards today. Braylon will be back tomorrow. Tom Mazaway still out. Uh, <laughs> he'll be out for a couple of days back on Wednesday this week. Uh, I'm out there. We've got a, we're juggling uh, uh, time off uh, this week, but uh, having a lot of fun uh, talking about this mock draft with my good friend Sam Flannel over here. He's doing a great job. Mark Ross says Flannel Sam is up for the task. Great job. Uh, doing a great job here so far. Um, so, again, if you're just joining us, just tuning in, we're talking about this 33rd team, their mock draft, 3.2. Uh, they have the Lions trading back to 11, taking uh, Oregon defensive back Christian Gonzalez at 18, Sam. They have the Lions taking Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. The write-up on that, the Detroit Lions pick another defensive player to upgrade one of the worst units in the league in 2022. Trent Simpson is a versatile chess piece on defense that can do a lot of different things on the field with his speed and with his movement skills. Now, I know nothing, <laughs> less than nothing, about Trent Simpson. Uh, but again, a lot of people see defense, defense, Defensive back, linebacker, and there you go. They'll like that automatically just by um, just by the fact that he's a defensive player. Yeah, and I don't a linebacker at 18. I don't. I'm not necessarily in love with it, but I also wouldn't be pounding the table either. If if the Lions actually pick how this mock draft in the first round turns out, Christian Gonzalez at 11. Trenton Simpson at 18. I don't necessarily hate it. I think the linebackers actually last season, so I think outperformed their expectations. I did no, too. Nobody thought that Malcolm Rodriguez would turn into what he's turned into, which was for a six-round pick, one of the best value picks in all of the NFL. He was on the all-rookie team, and he earned it. He had a great year. And Alex Anzalone, I'm not saying that you want to hitch your wagon to Alex Anzalone forever, but he was an 125-tackle linebacker. Trenton Simpson, though, if you want to go young, if you want a guy who is also a versatile linebacker, who is good in coverage, fast, even had some 
he had 13 sacks in college too, which to me look at this guy. He had, he had 13 sacks. Are in you college. Mel Kiper? Am I hey. doing a show with Mel Kiper? Hey, I mean maybe give me a widow's peak and, <laughs> and give me a couple of really bad. I didn't mock know drafts. this guy was uh, friggin' Todd McShay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> If they need me, but I'm pretty good at Woodward right now. But yeah, Trenton Simpson, he even had 13 sacks in college, which he didn't do that as much his junior year or his last season. But the fact that he can, the fact that he is versatile, and the fact that you could always use more linebackers. I mean, Alex Anzalone, are the Lions going to re-sign him? Maybe he'd, he'd be cheap. They also could go the free agency route with a Tremaine Edmonds, depending on their cap space. But Trenton Simpson... There were a couple picks after it that I would have preferred. I probably would have preferred them to go after two of his Clemson teammates, Miles Murphy or Brian Rose. But mm. Trent Simpson's a damn good football player. I would not be pounding the table. And obviously, the, the thing that we can always come back to, and it's wonderful to say, but I think it's going to get boring and redundant after a while, is it's Brad Holmes making the pick. Right. Brad Holmes, we trust I his know talent it. evaluation. But but it's, it's not going to get boring and redundant because it's, we're going to say it with a smile every time just because of his track record. How can The track record doesn't lie. And so Trenton Simpson, I don't mind it. I don't love it. But linebackers, are, the defense, despite it playing better at the end of the season, there's still, there's still some holes. There's still, it's still the weaker unit as of now. I'm not saying forget about the offense mm. in the draft. But if you want to go defense, defense in the first round, I'm not going to argue with it. Let me give you some names that the Lions would have passed on in this mock draft to 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 uh, in order to draft Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. They'd pass over Jordan Addison, okay, wide receiver, Bijan Robinson, uh, and by the way, the Buffalo Bills. This would be a perfect draft pick for the Buffalo no Bills. No brainer for them. They trade up to Baltimore and get Bijan Robinson. That would be, I mean. Uh, that would be an absolute no-brainer for them. So, again, um, Jordan Addison, Bijan Robinson, Miles Murphy, yeah. the edge, ru uh, yeah. edge rusher from Clemson, and Keeley Ringo, the defensive back from Georgia. I mean, you could essentially take Ringo there as well <laughs> at 18, and you have your starting uh, defensive uh, backfield for years to come. You could, but it'd also be two rookies, and then Jeff Okuda and Jerry Jacobs. I don't. I mean, one of them they might cut sure. if if they draft Keely Ringo. I wouldn't like it's that. It's a tough position to adapt to. It definitely is, and I think that would make their pass defense if they had two rookies. Unless you you come in and you're a unicorn right away, like a Sauce Gardner, sure. or even a Patrick Sertan, you're gonna. It's it's gonna be tough. So I wouldn't like that. But the Miles Murphy one, I know that. Last year, the Lions drafted three edge rushers, and two of them really, really popped and hit, James Houston and, and Aiden Hutchinson. And Josh Pascal was mainly hurt for the year. So having him back presumably healthy, that's almost like getting another draft pick. And even he had two sacks in a game. But when it comes to edge rushers, you can never have too many. And that's why I would probably pick Miles Murphy over even a Trenton Simpson. But Hey, I think they're both good good football players. And as far as Jordan Addison goes, he's not my favorite receiver in the draft. But as I think you guys have talked about, you don't necessarily want to leave the offense completely alone. You want to keep your elite unit humming. So none of those picks would really make me pound the table, except maybe Keely Ringo. Yeah, so he, here's here's one of the one of the issues that I have with this mock draft too, and I'll tell you. Um so there's three picks in the second round. Let me just tell you what those are. Uh, they would get pick number 41 from Tennessee. They would take, according to this mock draft, Luke Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State. 
At 48, the Lions would take Garrett Williams, defensive back from Syracuse. And at 55, Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois. They got a pretty damn good safety from Illinois last year in Kirby Joseph. So they've got four of the top 55 players in this draft. Mm -hmm. Four of the top 55. Or excuse me. Five. Five (laughs) of the top 55 players in this draft. Five of the top 55 and four defensive players and a tight end. Again, I, I I take mock drafts with, drafts with a grain of salt because I like to see what they do in free agency. Free agency is a full month uh, before the NFL draft. But I just think you absolutely need help at running back still. Yes, yes. You absolutely need help on the offensive line still. And again, this is your last best chance to take a quarterback. So I would not say my offense is good. Not going to do much with that. Let me re-sign Jamal Williams and we'll be good. I'm not ready to do that. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sitting here advocating for that at all. But a lot of people will look at this and say, "Hey, they need defensive help. They're getting defensive help with four defensive players in the top 55 of this draft." But it's four defensive players. But you also didn't address the interior defensive line position, which is something that I think is one of their biggest needs. I'm assuming then they'd want to go grab someone in free agency. But a lot of Absolutely. those guys, like Deron Payne and Javon Hargrave, they could be pretty expensive. I mean. When you look at their number 41 pick, a tight end, which I'm not too excited about, but hey, they don't really have a proven one, although the ragtag bunch did okay last year. The pick right after that is interior defensive lineman Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. Mm. I don't know much about him, but I would I would probably take a chance on one of them. Hell, I might even go after a guy that we know very well, Amazi Smith. I'm mm. surprised he's not mocked in here. And there's I like the Sidney Brown at 56. I think that safety is a position of of need and i like him a lot he was chase's brother he's a he's a very good player and obviously to reunite him with his old teammate kirby joseph that would be fantastic and then 48 another corner that's another one where i'm sort of um i'm iffy about and you mentioned offensive linemen uh, the guy who's mocked right after sydney brown osiris torrance guard from florida mm-hmm the Lions are probably going to cut Vitae. Yes. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? It would save a lot on the 10 cap. Million, I, believe. I think they saved $7 million yeah, of his so, $10 million, I think or something seven, like seven. that. Yeah, and yeah. he obviously has back issues. He's a guy that I would probably pick over even a Sidney Brown, certainly over a tight end or a corner. And then you mentioned a running back. It wouldn't bother me so much them not getting one here. I actually wouldn't mind if they, in a later round, picked up a Chase Brown, who we saw very, pretty well torch Michigan. One of the few running backs mm. to actually do anything against Michigan. I think he's really good. And maybe even a Kendra Miller from TCU. He's another one that had a really good year, and you can get him for very, very cheap in a later round. I have very mixed feelings about this 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 mock draft. The whole addressing the defense, kind of leaving the offense alone, but not address, addressing the interior defensive line. Two corners, three secondary players. I don't know. I, there's a lot of moves that I like, the Christian Gonzalez one, but mm-hmm. there's also ones where I'm just – and again, take these mock drafts with a grain of salt. They almost never turn out how you think. There's always a lot of surprises, but this is a reputable source. I think a lot of people uh, are, are like – is it fair to say you'd be disappointed by this mock draft? Overall? Overall. Yeah, I would. 
I, I would. I, I think if the Lions had five of the top 55 players in this draft and you didn't get a quarterback, a running back, an offensive lineman, or an interior defensive lineman, or hell, an edge rusher. Right. I think that would be a, a great disappointment for Lions fans. I think that. No, I agree. I think the question is, and I think a lot of people in the chat, maybe even you, JB, if you want to chime, chime in on this, the Christian Gonzalez pick, I would probably be pretty happy. I'd be, especially at 11. But any of the others, are you standing up cheering? Are you super excited? Are you just kind of like, I don't know, like either I don't know about this, Matt, or like what are you doing? I mean, what, JB, what say you? Um, at 11, Christian Gonzalez is a solid pick. I like that. But if we're talking Brad Holmes here, I'm going to need a little bit more if I'm giving up that six pick to the Tennessee Titans. I know you're getting that second round pick back in return and there's at 11. But also, if CJ Stroud is supposed to be your franchise QB that's going to take you past Ryan Tannehill in the near future, I'm going to need a little bit more. Maybe sprinkle in something for next year. Get a couple picks from next year from that. But as far as Trenton Simpson goes... That's a pick I'm not doing at 18. That's someone you could take either mid to later on in that second round or even third round. I like the guy. He has speed, very movement on the field, but at times you can tell he's thinking. He's overthinking too much when he's out there. So it's just not someone I would pass, I would pick at uh, 18. I would have taken Miles Murphy. I want to ask you guys this question too, and feel free if you want to call 313 552 6322. 313 552 6322. One of the things that's never discussed in any of these mock drafts is. Would you trade up? Hmm. Would you trade up and get one of those two game wreckers, be it Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter? Would you do that? I want to get your take on that next, but first a message from SMA. Yes, the sports marketing agency helps spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse. Their new podcast, This is the S Word, helps fight the stigma about seeking help. If you or someone you know is struggling, head to thesportsma.com. By now you know me, Christina Schnari, as the obvious choice in real estate. And you know my website, soldchristina.com, as your number one resource for buying or selling your home. Myself, along with my amazing staff, pride ourselves on making your home buying and selling experience a relaxing and easy one. Come see why we are the obvious choice. Christina Gennari at soldchristina.com, the obvious choice in real estate. When it comes to making your haircut truly an experience, there's no better place than Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Come to any one of our 26 Metro Detroit locations for an award-winning haircut experience and qualify for a chance to win a down payment for your dream home up to $200,000. Our precision haircut and talented stylists will have you looking good, feeling good, and give you a chance to change your life forever. Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men, open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. We are the network for Detroit. By Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. Cousins Maine Lobster Food Truck is up for Food Truck of the Year. Make sure you go and vote for them at Freep.com. Once again, that's free, R-E-F-R-E-E-P.com for Best of Detroit. And follow them on Facebook.com backslash CML Detroit for your chance to win a $300 Visa gift card if they win. And also make sure you try Cousins Maine Lobsters today. Scan that QR code to the left of my head, I believe, to find out where they'll be next. And give them a try today. It's Cousins Maine Lobster. 
Good job on the geography there, JB. It was to the left of your head. Very good. Ryan Romani, Sam Flannel sitting in for Braylon today. Maz off as well. Having a lot of fun talking Detroit Lions. Uh, and we got to know Sam Flannel a little bit. If you're not uh, familiar with Sam Flannel, um, uh, go back and rewind and, and listen to the start of the show. Uh, we really had some fun with Sam at the top of the show. Having some fun with him now talking about these mock drafts. This one in particular from uh, the 33rd team. And one of the things with all these, whether it's Fox Sports, uh, ESPN, uh, McIntyre at Fox Sports, Kuiper or McShay at ESPN, the 33rd team, uh, which to me, I, this 33rd team is totally, it's like my new favorite NFL follow. Um, nobody ever talks about him moving up, and, and I'm just I'm just curious because they do have some ammo here. They do. Um, they have some draft capital to move up, and there are two players that we all seemingly believe are going to be two future All Pro type guys. Yes. One is Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia. The other is the linebacker from Alabama. In Will Anderson Jr. and I, they look. You, you've probably got one chance because the Bears aren't probably going to trade with you. Probably if no, they no. identify Carter or Anderson, they're not going to trade with you. So really, what you have to do is you may have to make a sweetheart deal with Arizona at three, and you're going to have to figure it out at that point. Uh, are you willing to give up what you're going to have to give up? Uh, to move up three spots to get Jalen Carter or um, now again that's assuming Chicago I'm assuming Chicago trades out of that pick or or takes let's see if Chicago takes Jalen Carter or Will Anderson yeah. one yeah yeah or trades out of that mm -hmm. pick to four yeah so there's going to be one guy left right. there's going to be one of those other two guys left there at three Yes, and there's obviously, I mean, maybe not and obvious. I love them both. Yes, not obvious to all, but to me and to a lot of people, when it comes to defensive players in this draft, there's Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, or however you want to order them, space bar, space bar, space bar, everybody else. I mean, Will Anderson, for example, was one of the most dominant college edge rushers I've ever seen. He could have won the Heisman Trophy last year. He was just, mm. last season, not this previous one, but 2021, he looked like 1986 Lawrence Taylor, co the college version. Right. I just think he's as good of an edge rusher prospect as you're going to find since maybe a Miles Garrett, somebody like that. I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be Miles Garrett as a pro, but it wouldn't shock me. And with Jalen Carter, if you want to talk about solidifying your in the interior of your defense, he's the guy to do it. He's one of the most dominant interior interior lineman I've seen coming out in many many years like five to ten he's a guy that I think you just plug and play right away and he could be a pro bowler in year one one of those type of players who you know right away like an Aiden Hutchinson for example so if that is that important to you solidifying your defense making getting another great player maybe making it even say a top 20 or top 15 defense would it be worth maybe trading the sixth and maybe a second yes I, I believe that with every fiber of my being. And, and there's a part of me that's obviously like you want Brad Holmes, let Brad Holmes cook, let him use all of the picks that he has in his arsenal. But Brad Holmes has also showed that he's not shy about trading up. I mean, how did, how did, the, how did the Lions get Jamison Williams? Mm -hmm. And we obviously, Jam Jamison Williams is still a relative unknown, but that was a hell of a chess play by him. 
And if Brad Holmes wants to do it again and get a two of the surest things, I think, in this entire draft, probably the two surest things, I would absolutely do it because I think they would help either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter would help your defense exponentially day one. And despite the Lions defense playing a lot better at the end of the year, it's obviously still their biggest weakness. I mean, Will Anderson can play so many different positions for you up front. He can stand up. He can put his hand in the dirt. Uh, Jalen Carter, I mean, look, nobody is going to compare him to Aaron Donald. Right. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, if you can get a player that is dominant up front like that, it just changes everything you do defensively. It makes Hutchinson and Pascal and James Houston better. It makes Alex Anzalone better and Malcolm Rodriguez. It makes your defensive backfield better. If you can get that one guy, you know, that one guy can impact each and every position on the field. So I do think it is worth looking into. I mean, are you given... Uh, whatever, I'm not going to make the trade for right, you. Right, right, right. But uh, are you worth you, – you're going to have to pay a price. Yes. You are going to have to be okay with paying a price to get one of those two players. Um, and, and I do think you do it. There is nobody that excites me Sands a quarterback. Yeah. If, if your quarterback is – if you've evaluated this thing and you get – you like a quarterback and you can wait for a quarterback or even trade back and get a quarterback – I'm good with that. If I don't do that, I'm trading up and getting one of these two guys. I am, and I'll figure out the rest. Uh, I'll figure out the rest on the fly. Uh, You are going to have other picks in this draft to address your defense. You are going to have free agency to address your defense, your defensive backfield. Uh, And I just think you're you're automatically – uh, you improve your team if you put one of those two guys on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, and to sort of echo what you said, and you, you kind of mentioned a little bit what I said, when you talk about prospects who are sure things in this draft, I mean, I don't even think we think that Bryce Young is necessarily a sure thing. We, yeah. we think of two names. We think of Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. And when it comes to Jalen Carter, I know you said he's obviously not going to be an Aaron Donald, and we're not expecting that. But what if he's in there and he turns your run defense into something that's... What if he's like an Indomitian Sioux? What if he's in, yeah, right, in, in, in Indomitian Sioux? If he becomes Indomitian Sioux, I think we would all be doing backflips, honestly. Mm. I mean, what if he dare becomes... And I don't know if he's as good of a pass rusher. What if he becomes a Quinn and Williams? Yeah. What if he becomes a Chris Jones? I know that that's very, very lofty, but you see how important... But if you evaluate that player to be like that, yes. to be that good, oh, God, that's you who you're talking about here. Yes. You're not you're not trading up to just get a guy. Right. You're not just trading up to get somebody to start for you at that position. You are trading up to get an absolute game wrecker like a Chris Jones, like yes. a Quinn and Williams, yes. like somebody like that. And if you if you get a guy like Jalen Carter or even a Will Anderson, let's just who no matter who they are, you're not gonna give up forty eight points to the Seattle Seahawks and not force them to punt. You're not gonna give up, especially if you get Jalen Carter, the franchise record for running yards in a game by Carolina. And those are the two games that you look at, two of the games you look at as man. If we would have just, if the Lions would have just won those games, they're a playoff team. Particularly the uh, the Seattle one, where your offense scores 45 points and you lose. And that's why getting a guy as dominant as a Jalen Carter or as a Will Anderson, obviously we don't know how dominant they'll be in the NFL, but they project to be dominant. That's 
that's the move. Is there anybody in the between six and beyond in the interior line or even as an edge rusher that you're like, I know this guy is going to hit. I'm a fan of Brian Brzee from Clemson, but I'm, but I'm not as sure if Jalen Carter is available. They've got Brzee going uh, right, 30. They've got him going. Oh my God. I got to keep turning the page here. 30 to yes. Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's quite, quite a you. fall. And as much as I'm a fan of his, he also has some injury issues and you, and if a reputable source like the 33rd is saying he's falling all the way to 30, my point is with that, and even with a Miles Murphy, he's fallen quite a bit too in this draft. You don't know. You have the closest thing to a known commodity with a Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. And many, and many drafts, depending on the team, you're not going to have it set up to where you can offer a package that a team is going to want. The Lions do especially the Arizona Cardinals who aren't really in the market to take a quarterback because they're kind of stuck with Kyler Murray. Right. This draft does feel like it's got a lot of solid players in yes. it. Yes. But not a lot of studs. And I and I say that about all these quarterbacks too. Are you are you confident that one of these quarterbacks is going to be an all-pro franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years? I am not. Hmm. I would I, I am not convinced that any one of these quarterbacks is going to be a franchise guy. But if there is one, and I again, I will, I will uh, make way for Brad Holmes to do yeah. that evaluation. Um, I, I can't say that, but but I mean, like you said, Brise. I've seen Brise go six to the Lions. Yeah. I've seen him go thirty. Yeah. I've seen uh, Peter Skronsky, yeah. uh, the offensive lineman from Northwestern, go number seven. I've seen him go number 26. I've seen Jackson Smith and Jigba go 16. In this mock draft, he's in the second round. What does that tell you? And, and, and I'm not – usually with these mock drafts, they don't get a lot of the names right for the yeah. specific teams, but they're not too far off. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the area of where they're taken. In all of these mock drafts, these players are taken anywhere from six, which I've seen Brze go to the Lions yeah, at same. six, now to 30. That's a huge, huge discrepancy. Yeah, what it tells you is that so many of these draft experts evaluate these guys so differently. And I mean, in a lot of drafts, you obviously have those guys at the top who you know. I mean, I know this is an extreme example, but like an Andrew Luck, did anyone not have him going number one? Did anybody not have Trevor Lawrence going num number one? Did anybody not have, say, even Aiden Hutchinson going, going really high? But with a lot of these sort of middle first-round picks, even upper first-round picks, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of variance. I mean you see how these guys are falling. I mean, six to 30 with, with, with Brian Brzee, that's incredible. But that also means that there's a lot for people to like, and there's a lot of, for people to question. And if you draft, if you stand pat and you're the Detroit lions, then that's what you're basically going after a guy who's more of a, let's just hope he works out. Yeah. Not like, I know this guy is a plug and play from, from, from day one. I mean, there's obviously no sure, sure things, but when you're talking about, even drafting a Christian Gonzalez at 11. I like him a lot. We don't, he's no Sauce Gardner. I can tell you that almost guaranteed from day one. He's not going to be Sauce Gardner. It, like, no one really is. It's, it's, it's not a lottery ticket because a lottery ticket is obviously like drafting a six round QB and hoping mm. it works out like yeah, a Tom that's Brady. A lottery that's ticket. a lottery ticket. But what's, what would this be? Sort of just 
let's just hope he works out. Not, I know this guy's going to impact us from day one. Chef Chris Smith says the Jordan Davis was supposed to be the man, but nothing. I, If you remember back, again, in, in the only thing people uh, say about me is that I wanted Malik Willis last year, but Chef Chris Smith, another thing that I said is that I said that Malcolm Rodriguez is going to have a greater impact on the Detroit Lions than Jordan Davis would have on the Philadelphia Eagles, and I was right about that. Jordan Davis was was less than an average guy, I think, for Philadelphia this year. He barely hurt his name in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Davis... He had he had his moments. I think at times he was a guy that kind of clogged up the middle. But he's no he was right, no Indomitian right. uh, no, Sue Aaron no. Donald type guy, which I think a lot of people uh, when he dominated Michigan like the way that he dominated Michigan when he played at Georgia. I think a lot of people here for the Lions were like, oh, go get that guy. Yeah, some people even wanted him at at number two overall, which I thought was crazy for a guy who just doesn't play enough snaps and doesn't really impact as a as a pass rusher. So yeah. Guys, we're going to continue on with the Lions talk. Some news today regarding their schedule. They might be headed abroad to face who and where. We'll get to that next. But first, a message from the Foling Warehouse. Yes, the Foling Warehouse in Hamtramck is your home of the original football bowling game. With two ways to play, $12 unlimited open play, and a $120 lane reservation for up to 10 people. Plus, they've got that $2 mystery beer machine and, of course, the full bar. Check them out today, or you can always check them out online at FolingWarehouse.com. Dot com. It's a great day to get some sense around in your life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. There it is, there it is. Sense around, here we go. Gotta grab the cranberry. Oh, wait, it's two for four. Gotta double up with the classic as well. Sense around, well, baby. Centron, available at select Kroger's, and if you want to know how, go to atcentronworld.com. You get dope like me. You know what? Why wait? Ah, great taste, guaranteed. As chilly weather approaches, Big Boy's got the perfect comfort meals for you. Try our hearty classic meatloaf or our creamy Cajun chicken alfredo. These will be sure to leave you craving for more. How about breakfast? Our stuffed potato pancakes are back with our lumberjack, blockbuster, and Santa Fe garden. These potato pancakes will definitely fill you up. Whether it's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, come stock up on the perfect comfort meal today. We'll see you soon at Big Boy. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. Two, one. Now is the best time to join Planet Fitness. The gym that has always been known for being clean is now cleaner than ever. With tons of equipment, a full body workout, and the 30-minute circuit, and all memberships include fitness training. The best part about all of this, you get it all just for $10 a month. Only $10? Yes. Oh, only my goodness, $10. Yes, I know. I couldn't believe it either. But check this out. Planet Fitness has more than 50 convenient locations in the metro Detroit area. So no matter where you are, there's a Planet Fitness nearby. Join in club today. Or as always, you can check them out online at planetfitness.com. Dot com. Hey, having a lot of fun. Hour number two of the program. Armani and Edwards with Maz. Sam Flannel in for Braylon today. Maz out as well. 
Uh, Sam doing a hell of a job here. Had a lot of fun with you, yes. hour number one, and we'll continue to do so in hour number two. Talking about uh, the Detroit Lions now. And let me say this. Uh, saw this tweet earlier today by Dave Burkett, Sam. Uh, Dave Burkett quote tweeting Peter King. Peter King, Football Morning in America uh, today, talked about a number of different issues uh, in the National Football League. And one of them is talking about all of these games abroad, Sam. And as part of this, uh, this is a quote from that Football Morning in America, as Dave Briquette uh, tweets from Peter King. My bet for the Germany game, Detroit versus Kansas City in Frankfurt. So uh, the Lions at Kansas City, it's a a home game for Kansas City. Uh, So instead of going to Arrowhead... They'd go to Germany. Let me first say this, Sam. I would absolutely, I hate the uh, games in London, Germany, Mexico. I hate these games. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me the Lions are going to Arrowhead Stadium, yep. I'm telling you they have no chance to win the game. That is a league loss. It, that's a loss. Yes. If you're telling me they're going to Frankfurt, Germany, they got a 5% chance to win that game. And that's and I'm glad maybe you, yeah. maybe even more. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ryan, because <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, going into Arrowhead, playing against the defending Super Bowl champions with that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and that defense with Chris Jones. Obviously, that is a tall task, even for the Lions, who are obviously up and coming, but are not on the Chiefs level yet. And Arrowhead is one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. I'd be curious to see how many times Patrick Mahomes has lost at Arrowhead with him as their quarterback. Probably not many. I'd guess less than five. But if they go to Germany and it's a neutral site game and it's a and it's a home game that Kansas City has to lose, I'm not... I'm not saying that the Lions should be favorite or anything, but they get to avoid one of the hardest road tests, probably the hardest road test in the NFL, just wiped away. And now you get a neutral site game. And you know what else is is great? I know that I'm kind of with you where the European games, I don't hate them or anything. Oh, I hate them. I just kind of am whatever about them for the most part. But obviously the NFL wants to showcase the game to Europe, to Germany, which is relatively new, at least when it comes to Germany. You got the Kansas City Chiefs, and that obviously makes sense. Super Bowl champions. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Just all kinds of star power. Travis Kelsey and the Detroit Lions, a team that the NFL actually wants to showcase because they've got a lot of talent too. They've got a top five offense, which is returning their offensive coordinator, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, that offensive line. And they've got a defense full of young up and coming players like an Aiden Hutchinson. I just think it's amazing that they want to choose the game in which the Kansas City Chiefs, which the most exciting, best team in the NFL are playing the Lions. This isn't the same old Lions. They wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have had the Matt Patricia Lions in Europe, no chance in hell, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs. They would have just been set up for them to get pounded. No doubt about it. No, <laughs> no, Lions fans. Lions, no doubt, Sam. And I'll say this, too, about the Lions. I mean, um, I looked at the schedule last year when I projected them to win 10 games, and I said the Buffalo Bills are the only team, to me, on it that was an automatic loss. Yes. Conversely, when you look at the schedule this year, and the schedule's not out, but the teams are, yes. and you're seeing it on your screen right now, great job, Fletch, by you. I look at this, and I say the only automatic loss I see on here 
is on the road to Kansas City. But again, if you take that Chiefs game out of Arrowhead, I think it does give the Lions a chance to win that game. So maybe there are no... How do I say this? No not winnable games? Uh, what's the proper English on that? The, the, there's, they could win every game on this schedule. There, there's not one game on this schedule, if you take that Arrowhead game out, that they can't go win. There's certainly no game that you're guaranteeing they're going to lose if the Lions play the Chiefs at Germany instead of at Arrowhead. There are definitely quite a few tough away games, like at the Ravens, at the Cowboys, which, you know, beat the Lions this year pretty bad at Dallas. Even at the Chargers, we're presuming they'll be better. Those are going to be some tough games. But if the Chiefs game can turn into a neutral site one in Europe, you're looking at this schedule being exponentially easier because that's the one guaranteed loss, at least you think. But if it's in Germany, it's not. And then when you look at that home schedule, I'm looking at that home schedule having visions of eight no at home honestly look we did this a couple of weeks ago sam where we picked winners i mean if you look at that thing throw it back up for us fletch i mean seven and one at home at the worst yeah seven and one at the worst at home that's what we're talking about here and then bears vikings packers there's three wins right there yeah chargers uh, Saints, Bucks, Cowboys, Ravens. I mean, you're looking at a if they go five and four on the road, mm. seven and one at home. Sam, that's by my math a twelve and five record. That is a twelve and five record, and a twelve and five record might win you the NFC North. And might I, I, it absolutely <laughs> will win you the no no team in the NFC North is winning 13 games this year no, that, unless it's the Detroit Lions you know that's an excellent point because the Minnesota Vikings were the only team to win 13 games last season in the NFC North and we all know that they were very very fraudulent 11 and 0 in one score games had a defense that was statistically even worse than the than the Lions defense Kirk Cousins had his worst statistical season as a starter by many many metrics and they still won the division and their defense was old a lot of players like Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith that might be their last hurrah so no 12 and 5 no you're right I was maybe being a little bit too cautious <laughs> 12 and 5 abs you're, you're right Ryan that's that's why we come to you to be the eternal optimist I don't know how you are being a Lions fan who's had more years of to be hardened than I even have. Well, it just feels it. It just it does. It just feels different, and it, it does. It does with these guys, and you see it. Uh, the only thing again that concerns me is moving forward, and and I guess I should just worry about the moving forward part when it's time to move yeah. forward. Take this thing one season at a time, and and I think a lot of this with the Lions fans too is I don't think there's, I don't think any of us really believe that the Lions are going to do anything next season other than go up. Yes. I don't think there's a, a, a person out there, and maybe there is. And if you are, feel free to tell me why you think they are. 313-552-6322. But you can't say because they're the Lions. Yeah, right. That's old. That's lazy. That's done. I If, if you have a legitimate reason why you believe that the, the – that the Detroit Lions aren't going to win double-digit games next year because they're at least going to win one more game than they did this year. At least mm -hmm. that's my that's my belief. Tell me why. 
And I don't think we've ever had that collectively here in the last 20 years at Most least. certainly not. Where you felt really good about it. Even when in 2014, Matthew Stafford of the Lions, I think they had their best team. Yes. In 2014, I think that team could have at the very least played in the NFC Championship game. I don't think all of us even knew how good they were at that point. Oh. Um, now we are expecting it from day one to go in and take this north. Just take it from everybody. It's theirs to lose. You know what? And if we're talking about the Lions winning the NFC North, which I know you and I, Ryan, both expect them to do, you can start having conversations that might seem even a little reckless right now. Because mm. if you win the if you win your division, it's it's very, very likely that it's not guaranteed, but it's it's guaranteed you get a home playoff game. Yeah. But it's also Playoffs. likely that you might get one home division round. If you get some luck, you might have a home NFC championship no game. No doubt. And, and then what happens if you win the NFC championship game? I know that sounds reckless now, but if you are a division winner, there is no reason why you can't have aspirations to go to the Super Bowl. Baydoon's in the chat. If the Detroit Lions don't win 10 or more games, it would be very disappointing. Absolutely. It, 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 there's no doubt about it. And honestly, uh, I don't want to be reckless and say 8-0 at home, but they absolutely could go 8-0 at home. 7-1 at the worst. Yeah. We're, we're talking if they go 6-2 and two even at home, it's kind of a disaster. I mean, they've already proven that they can beat their division opponents at home. Obviously, the teams are going to be a little bit different, but I'm trying to think of all who, who, who they had. They were... Uh, their road schedule, I'll just say this, looked a hell of a lot harder. Yeah. And that can actually... I think that can actually play to their advantage. If you know as a team that you're probably going to be favored in all of your home games, you, they might be favored in all their home games. I mean, if you want to be a dominant team, if you want to be a division winner, if you want to be talked about in those waters, the very first thing you have to do is protect protect your house, protect Ford Field, and go 7-1 and one and 8-0 and in, those, in those very, very, very winnable-looking home games as of now. Uh, Sam, we're going to take a break. I want to get off the Lions for a little bit, if I could. Uh, this was the first weekend without football. What did you do with your time? Did you pay any attention to the XFL? Something happened in an XFL game. I want to ask you if that would translate to the NFL. I think you really need to take a hard look at this thing. Plus, Tiger Woods in Tampon Gate. Are you kidding me? Yes, we'll talk about it. But first, a message from Les Stanford. Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC, and if you want a Chevy truck, are you kidding me? This Silverado deal is, uh, I mean, it's mind-blowing. You can get a 2022 Silverado Crew Cab LT for $289 a month. That's right. Head on over to Les Stanford in Dearborn on Michigan Avenue. 2022 Silverado, $289 a month. They have them in stock ready to drive off the lot right now today. Also, Les Stanford has expanded their brands. The Buick GMC brand, they've expanded into Ferndale, a trusted name for over 50 years. Same great service that customers have come to know. Go check them out on Woodward, just south of Nine Mile. And of course, Chevy, Cadillac, at Les Stanford in Dearborn. Buick GMC, Les Stanford in Ferndale. All the brands under one umbrella. LesStanford.com. LesStanford.com. Find new roads. Find them. Find them. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. Make sure you're watching WoodwardSports.com for our new show. Chomping puck. He shoots. He scores. With four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty and Michael Gentry. Chomping puck is taking the Detroit hockey community and giving them a voice. Pros to Joes. You'll get the best Detroit hockey coverage around. Chomping puck. Saturdays 1 p.m. on WoodwardSports.com. At work and at home, we're there with smarter security solutions. Featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more. For over 90 years, we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most, all with personalized service and care. Right now, for a limited time, receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system. Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan. A ton of fun, a ton of sports, and a ton of man meat. Welcome to the Woodward Heavyweights, live daily 5 to 7 p.m. on Woodward Sports. At Alta. Up time, it up matters. Up time matters. Alta Equipment has everything you need to get the job done. Have a big project coming up? Well, Alta Rent has you covered. Give them a call today at 844-GO-TO-ALTA. Once again, that is 844-GO, the number two, ALTA. Hey, welcome back. WoodwardSports.com. Ryan Armani, Sam Flannel in for Braylon today. Tom Mazaway is out. First weekend since August without football. Without real football, yeah. Sam Flannel. What'd you do? So this is, this is interesting, and I know this isn't quite where maybe this conversation was intended to go, but I want to kind of bring something up with this one. And maybe a lot of people would disagree with me. I know that Tom Mazaway would if he was here. <laughs> There's a part of me, because of how much emotional investment I put into Michigan, the Lions, even the Chiefs, because I hitched a lot to Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, there was a part of me that was almost a little relieved mm. because... Like I said, a lot of those games, especially the big ones, until the outcome is is decided, I'm not actually enjoying them. I mean, there were a couple of Lions games, like the one against Jacksonville, where the game was pretty much never in doubt, and against the Bears. There's obviously always games like that, but mm -hmm. I was a little bit relieved that there was no football. I kind of needed a bit of a chance to decompress and just sort of breathe a little bit, and obviously, as you guys know, got to got a new puppy there's obviously a lot that is involved with puppy that. gate yeah so to me i didn't really watch a whole lot on sunday although i did definitely tune into michigan michigan state on saturday night and watched a little red wings on saturday night them going to seattle and losing but overall i don't miss it yet i need a little bit of a break from it in order to miss it again which i probably will come summertime did you watch this xfl situation I did not watch it as it happened, but I just, you know, for the being able to do my job to the best of my ability, I got myself up to speed. All right. So here's the deal. I want to, I want to, and I don't know if I can highlight this for you or not. I can't really show the tweets uh, or here's the tweet. Um, here's one of the tweets from Ari Mayrov, but this is just so fascinating to me. Um, one of the things in the XFL, so the XFL and onside kick trailing, uh, the trailing team can maintain possession by a fourth and 15 play at its own 25 yard line. So here's the situation. It was, uh, San Antonio playing against uh, somebody. I don't know who the hell they were playing. It doesn't matter. 
San Antonio is up 15 to 3 with a minute and 30 left. Yeah. Okay? They scored a touchdown. Makes it 15-9. A three-point conversion, okay? You can go for three points <laughs> from the 10-yard line. One play from the 10. So they got that, made it 15-12. They converted a fourth and 15, that onside kick we were wow. just talking about. There is no onside kick. There is one play, fourth and 15, at your own 25-yard line. That's the onside mm. kick. That's the equivalent of the onside kick. They got that and then scored another touchdown uh, to win it. So they were down 15-3 to three with a minute and a half to go. And all that craziness happened. And it ended up winning the game 18-15. to 15. Now, according to Ari Mayrov, the NFL owners were presented that scenario of the onside kick in the past. Uh, but it did not get enough votes. Are you in favor of instead of the onside kicks, let the guys, let the teams decide one play, fourth and 15 from the 25. Do you like that? I do not like that, but that being said, I understand why there's sort of a a wanting for it because the onside kick with the way you can't stack one side anymore, it's become too automatic. I think the conversion rate is somewhere in the single digits. It's mm. basically when you make something so automatic or in this case the opposite of automatic where it almost never works it gets to the point where you almost don't even want to try it. it we obviously know it gives these teams that are trailing almost no hope i mean you see what they did with the extra point for example it was pretty much automatic they moved it back but this one it does seem a little bit gimmicky and in this modern nfl converting a fourth and 15 to a lot of teams and a lot of offenses and a lot of quarterbacks, that's that's child's work. I mean, mm. would you trust Patrick Mahomes to hit Kelsey on a 17-yard? What if there's a penalty too, right? right, right. I mean, these it, days you can throw a flag on just about anything. That is a great point. You what know? if you can draw like a defensive holding? Yeah, you, you get half the distance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it just automatic get the ball back at that point? I mean, it, it would be an automatic first down if it were fourth and 15 on a regular play. So to me, that almost it overcorrects a little bit because obviously an onside kick that is going to fail almost every single time. But a fourth and 15 in the modern NFL with all these great offenses and quarterbacks, with the way the league caters to offenses. It would make it more exciting. I don't know. Does it become too gimmicky at that point? I mean, maybe it becomes too gimmicky at that point um, that you don't want to do it. But uh, I don't know, man. I <sighs> tough isn't it it is because <laughs> it's so fun in the xfl yeah. it, it it did look so fun but i just i don't know if i'd want it in the nfl yeah there's a very big drop off between xfl and nfl on a league like the xfl i don't mind it at all i think it's great because you want to distinguish your league from the nfl you want to try out your gimmicks in a league where the stakes are not nearly as high it's just in the nfl god there's just I think the conversion rate would be very, very high. But if I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate, do you deserve to just automatically get the ball back if you can't stop a fourth and 15? Right. Some might say no, but with the way pass interferences are called, holdings, with the way that these offenses are just better than they ever have been and the rules cater to them more than they've ever been, it all like fourth and 15, that doesn't seem like 
back in the day, even 10 years ago, that seems like such this big monumental deal and task. But now, fourth and 15, if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you're Josh Allen, if you're Joe Burrow, right. you're looking at that being like, this is easy. I got this. You know what I did like about the XFL? The Probably the only thing I liked about the XFL was the fact that the referees were mic'd up. That's interesting. You really got a chance to see what they were talking about and how they were going about calling a game and what they were talking about. That is something I think the NFL should look into. And you can even do this if you're the NFL. You can have it be uh, a mic'd up situation like the NBA does with their coaches. Mm -hmm. You know, the NBA has... Um, the NBA League office, I believe, has final say. They work with ESPN or they work with TNT on what actually gets put out to the fans. Yeah. And I think that would be a really good invention, especially when you're talking about things getting rigged and whether they are or not, obviously. Uh, well, not obviously. Some would say that they are. Yeah. But at least it would give you some insight as to what these officials are thinking. Because the game has been criticized more than perhaps ever before. I think if you stuck some mics on these guys, and again, work between the league office and whatever network is, is putting out the game, you can... Um, Feel free to share the audio that that you agree upon well, to might, be put out to the public. It might lead to some accountability because to kind of go off on a different route, it, if a referee but butchers a call that costs a team a game, mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen too often, but there are certain calls that are just so big, like the Super Bowl, for example. I thought that it was the right call, but it was definitely a little ticky tack. Mm. They don't; they're not really held accountable for that. And if you're if you're mic'd up and the fans kind of can understand the process of why you called it, maybe, I mean, I know there's some calls where you're almost like, why did they call that? What did they actually see? And then when it's explained, you're kind of like, oh, okay, he grabbed him here. Although when he got out of his break, it didn't look like they held him. Like it would at least give some transparency, I would, I would say. And just some accountability with the audience because it's gotten to the point now where almost every time a team loses, it's like the refs, you can point right. to a certain call. And I think, I don't know if that would alleviate it because a lot of that I think is just bitter fans because we all are when our team doesn't win, but it doesn't hurt. There's almost no accountability for these referees. They could basically do whatever they want. I know you- They have nobody yeah, to answer to. They have to. nobody to answer to. I mean, I know you might not be able to ref the Super Bowl if you're bad at your job, but as far as having to answer directly after the game, there's really none of that. The players do. If you lose a Super Bowl, if you lose, say, an NCAA tournament game and a missed shot and you're an 18-year-old kid, you have to answer, but the ref doesn't. It's No transparency yeah, in the NFL with that. I think that would be a welcome change if, in fact, the NFL would do something like that and adopt uh, what the XFL has done. We've seen uh, some of the innovations, many of the innovations from the first iteration oh, yeah. of the XFL come to the NFL. Uh, guys, got to take a break. When we come back, want to talk about Tiger Woods and Tampon Gate. Uh, but first, a message from Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Come to Lady Jane's for an award-winning haircut experience and register for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a down payment on your dream home, up to $200,000. Lady Jane's open seven days a week. You can walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Hi! 
love Woodward Sports? Love wearing clothes? Then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at woodwardsports.com. Just click on shop. We have all your favorite designs, like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Beverly Hills golf, Woodward golf, and of course, our own logoed out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids, all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends. Impress your boss. Impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today. Dr. Jason Olufsen, DC, the founder of the Custom Health Centers, and we've helped thousands of people learn how easy it is to lose weight and keep it off with our customized weight loss and body contouring programs. This Custom Health, uh, you don't feel hungry, you uh, eat well. My name is uh, Simeon Timbuk, and I've lost 71 pounds on the program. Call us at 844-789-THIN or visit customhealthcenters.com for a free consultation and get started for as little as $5 a day. We aren't quite sure if they consume more beer or sports. Either way, the heavyweights are here. Live on Woodward Sports, daily 5 to 7 p.m. Hey, welcome back, WoodwardSports.com. Ryan Armani, Sam Flannel in for Braylon today. Tom Mazaway is out as well. Those guys will be back this week. Braylon's 40th birthday tomorrow. We wish him an early happy birthday um fletch jb here as well i want you guys to weigh in on this too man the, the more voices on this uh the better i i'm i'm dying to know what you guys think about this because um maybe i just maybe i just don't get it tiger woods playing in the genesis invitational this week mm-hmm. uh out drives his buddy looks at him like a little brother justin thomas on yeah. the ninth hole hands him what he thinks is discreetly a tampon so funny i thought it was funny (laughs) um but christine brennan did not uh and she really highlighted uh this story and i think more people have kind of uh jumped on uh after that really tiger you're a 47 year old girl dad who still puts juvenile and sexist tampon pranks like an immature schoolboy. that's what she wrote she wrote a whole column about and i'm like christine we all are aren't we all just a bunch of juveniles aren't we all just a bunch of kids and when you stop being a juvenile and being a kid uh man i don't know i'm a girl dad yeah my wife laughed i laughed we thought it was funny yeah i thought it was funny as hell do you want to live in the most benign society where you can't joke about anything. No. And don't forget, remember Annika Sorenstein, when she uh, out, out drove uh, Fred Funk, didn't she have something to say about him? Yeah. I mean, these things happen. There are differences between men and women. There oh. are. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Whether you want to, there are differences between <laughs> men and women. There just are. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I don't understand it. I was talking to Darren McCarty about this earlier today. And one of the things that Darren McCarty said was so totally spot on. He said, you want all that behind the rope access. You want cameras everywhere. You want everybody mic'd up. But then when you don't like what they're doing, you're going to crawl down their throats. You're going to, you know, 
You're going to beat them up for what they say. Do you really want to know what happens in locker rooms? Do you really want to know what happens behind closed doors? Do you really want that player mic'd up? Do you really want to open up that golf bag? I mean, what are we doing here? Why does everything have to be the biggest deal in the world? I just don't get it. Am I wrong? I am willing to hear opposing viewpoints on this. I am. What what are they? I mean, you're 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 not wrong, Ryan. And honestly, that crazy hot take that you had that there are differences between men and women, oh my god, how could you no I'm kidding. Obviously, there are, and it was just it it was a joke. And at this point, if Christine Brennan writes it, I'm honestly at the point where I'm just like click. Right. Like, I mean, like, like close. It's just trying to stay relevant. Just trying to stay relevant. It's just making so much out of out of a joke. And it's the type of humor that I think we've all used at some point in our life. I mean, would I do something like that to one of my friends? Maybe not that exact gesture, but we've all done it. There are differences. I mean, the best women's golfers can't hit as far as the best men's golfers. Hot take there. Bah, 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 right? But <laughs> I mean that's just that's that's just biology. Yeah, it's just biology. I just don't <laughs> understand it. <laughs> no, it's We still believe in science, right? It de depends on the science. <laughs> it depends on which science, on which topic, on which day. More from Christine Brennan. Tiger's tampon moment leads to various questions. Do all male golfers carry tampons onto the course, or is it just di t uh, Tiger? Hey, Christine. Jesus Christ. Maybe it's 2023. Maybe he got the tampon in the man's in the men's bathroom. <laughs> I mean, did you even consider that? Is that has that been a consideration? Because they do have tampons in male bathrooms now. Is that a consideration? He might have gotten one from there. Bro, that was an excellent comeback. Uh, we know women golfers do, but maybe it's a male golfer thing too now. How does Tiger get his tampons? Like I said, how does Tiger get his tampons? They are in many public male bathrooms. So, again, Christine Brennan, I'm sorry. I just, uh, no. D does he buy his own? Does he steal them from the women's locker room? <laughs> no. They are in public male restrooms, Christine. You can get one from there. I mean, I just, it, it's, it doesn't have to be a thing. It was meant to be a joke, obviously. And the thing that Christine Brennan comes off as, although, as I said, I don't take her seriously, I don't think anybody should, is just the fun police. Really, that is the conclusion that you get from just a harmless joke that should have just been laughed at. And even if you want to roll your eyes a little bit, that's fine. You roll your eyes and you move on with your life. You don't make a federal case out of it. I mean, JB... I gotta go to you. Are we, are me and Ryan just being mean and off base? Well, I don't think you're being mean and off base at all. I saw it as a joke as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Ryan, Flannel, Fletch, you as well too. Don't you guys have inside jokes with some of your friends as well too? There's yeah. no doubt. And, and, yeah. and this ha this happens all the time, man. I mean, it's, it, it, now pulling a, a, a tampon out, I don't know much about that, right. but yeah. I mean, you could say that stuff, like whatever. But I mean, again, I think most women in my life had no problem with it. Right. I mean, I, Fletch, do you have another perspective here? Like, uh, I, no, no, yeah. I don't. The favorite thing, my favorite thing, watching the interview with Tiger Woods after was he goes, "I'm sorry if I offended you." He doesn't care. He looked so done with the conversation. Yeah. He's like, "Why am I sitting here?" 
Why do I have to apologize? Mm -hmm. Because somebody else felt bad about what I did with my friend just because you had a camera pointed at me. Exactly. Like, why should you have to sit here and apologize? You're close personal friends. You share jokes with each other. This is a moment that he had that some camera just randomly caught. And now this woman is blowing it out of proportion than it needs to be. I think, too, the thing that sucks about it is... Tiger Woods seemed like he was having fun on the course this weekend. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, t Tiger was back. Um, he did not have a great day on Friday, but he made the cut and, and he was playing really good on Saturday. I mean, Tiger was having fun on the course. And then this happened. And it's just like, okay, let's crawl back into our hole and be all reserved again and not not be able to do any of this stuff, not be able to interact with anybody because you're afraid on who you're going to offend or what column's going to be written about you. It's just, I'm offended. I am offended that this has been taken offense by so many. I, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just... I just, oh, I hate this stuff. I mean, it's the I hate this stuff. It's the phenomenon, and I think it's very, very prevalent in today's society. Obviously, if anybody has two eyes, ears, and any senses whatsoever, it's just looking for a reason to be offended when there is no reason to be offended, and which is why I'm not surprised at all that it was Christine Brennan that that jumped on this. It's just. You were right. Tiger Woods playing well, getting back on the course, the biggest, one of the biggest sports stars in the world and mm. of all time, just doing his thing, giving you access that a lot of people would want from a guy as big and as great as Tiger Woods. And he does what is technically the wrong thing. I put wrong in very, very sarcastic qu quotations because it wasn't. It was, and if you didn't like it, as I said before, you don't have to think that it's funny roll your eyes and move on. I think that that's probably the reaction that my wife would have. Just roll your eyes and move on. All right. Th this is what we're going to do, okay? This is what we're going to do. Um, we have a lot of women in the building, okay? During this commercial break, I'm going to run out and see if we can grab a woman's perspective from this. I'm going to sit him in the mass chair if anybody is willing to talk. And uh, I'll be right back. But first, a message from Chili Peppers Tanning. Yes, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D with spotless, sanitized rooms and trained, certified tanning professionals. Join the Pepper Club today for all the best deals. They'll beat all competitors by $5. $5? Yes, $5. But don't forget to pick up Australian Gold, Designer Skin, Cal Tan, and Swedish Beauty Lotions as well. With 27 locations and more coming soon, Chili Peppers Tanning is your vitamin D headquarters. The hottest bulbs, the hottest deals, the darkest tans is ChiliPeppersTanning.com. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50-plus Detroit area locations. Three NBA championships. Detroit fans were there. 11 Stanley Cups. Detroit fans were there. Four World Series wins. Detroit fans were there. And uh, that one Lions playoff win in 1991, yeah, Detroit fans were there. Sports, where the fans are. 
Cintron is an aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages and premium bottled waters. Cintron is fashionable, functional, and fun. If you are looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, balanced hydration, essential vitamins, and great taste, Cintron is your top choice. Drink it, live it with Cintron. All right, welcome back, WoodwardSports.com. I was uh, successful in my trek to uh, track down a female here, Sam Flannel. Um, We've got the great Gabrielle D. Phillips of WoodwardSports.com. Gabrielle, we are sitting here talking about Tiger Woods handing a tampon Mm -hmm. to Justin Thomas. Uh, Many women took offense to this. Christine Brennan wrote... A weekend's worth of columns regarding this mm-hmm. and riled up a bunch of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wondering, your take as a female, um, your take on the whole situation. I'm incredibly unoffended. <laughs> incredibly nice. unoffended. Not just unoffended. You are incredibly unoffended Incredibly by unoffended. Did you get a laugh out of it? Did you get a ha-ha I got a huge laugh. I thought it was hilarious. People need to learn how to take a joke. It wasn't serious. It was a funny exchange between two guys on a golf course. And if you think that they're going to give you some politically correct behavior all the time, it's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen 100% of the time. You can't be politically correct 100% of the time. Lord knows I am not politically (laughs) correct. 30% 30% of the time. We try to have you clean it up on air and it never we, works. We have these conversations <laughs> and I just can't get there. Yeah, no. no. It was just blown out of proportion. It should have been much to do about nothing. Honestly, if it wouldn't have been, if Christine Brennan didn't get in a wad over this, and which kind of led Well, other, we can have some couth in discussing. Y- yes, yes. And, <laughs> and like have some... Yeah. We can have some cool. We don't need to go crazy. (laughs) I was about to say, we don't need to go crazy, Sam. If if she didn't get get all offended in it, and in turn, I think that kind of riled up a bunch of other women, although I I think it's kind of a vocal minority, obviously, then we probably wouldn't even known it would have happened. They gave attention to it. It was one of the biggest trending topics this weekend. Uh, Gab, thanks so much for your perspective. Incredibly unoffended. Incredibly unoffended. It's definitely happened plenty of times before, and this is the only time it's been caught on camera. So get over it. Get over it. Get over it. That's her words, not mine. Take a joke. Take a joke. Take a joke. Thank you very much, Gab. Get back to doing whatever you're doing. We appreciate it. So, uh, again, I wanted to get a female perspective on that. So we are a well-rounded team here at WoodwardSports.com. Wanted to do that. Um, Shout out to Gabby, says uh, Troll Poppy. Uh, is this Flannel Sam's replacement? I hope so. She's way better on the eyes. Troll Poppy is not a fan of mine. He's, he, I've Why seen not? Pop up. I don't know. Who I've wouldn't a, be a fan I've of yours? I've seen pop up, I think, in heavy Oh, my by gosh. By. It's okay. It's oh, okay. my gosh. It's all right. Good. So I wanted to do that. I just uh, I wouldn't have extended that topic. Uh, but, again, it was uh, raised, the uh, idea was raised to get a female perspective on that. And it's pretty easy. We're here uh in the middle of lady jane's and woodward sports yeah. we got plenty of females here it was just really easy to go uh say hey anybody want to come on air with me um anywho i uh, want to get back to some football now did you see eric Bieniemy 
is the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. I'm actually confused by this one, uh, Sam. I am a. Con- I understand he probably thinks he can go make a name for himself elsewhere, but there's a number of open spots around the league, man. I just. Washington seems like a sinking ship to me, and I don't even know who their quarterback is. It's definitely a risk. I think what Eric Bieniemy has suffered from, and probably unfairly, is the fact that the head coach of that team that he was an offensive coordinator on, the Kansas City Chiefs, is Andy Reid. Andy Reid is, without a doubt, one of the most brilliant offensive minds as a coach in NFL history, and you can definitely say that now after winning two Super Bowls. And the quarterback just happens to be Patrick Mahomes, who after five seasons has put himself in conversations as being a top five quarterback in NFL history. But so if you're Eric Bieniemy, you might get penalized for sort of working with quite the stat deck because you still, none of us really know if it's Andy Reid calling the plays or scheming or if it's Eric Bieniemy. But to me, taking an offensive coordinator job in Washington is almost overcorrecting. I thought by now he'd probably get a head coaching job. He hasn't. But to go to Washington, this was an offense that averaged less than 19 points per game last Mm -hmm. season. Not a good offense with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, Carson Wentz. You don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They have some nice pieces, but I just don't think this is – let's just say this. If he goes there and makes them a top-10 offense, he's obviously going to get a head coaching job. That would be such an amazing achievement. But it's risky. You might lose – your whole profile of being sort of this offensive genius if you go to Washington and they just do what the Washington Commanders typically do, which is not have a very good offense and are kind of middle-of-the-level team. I think that's honestly more likely than him being a slam-dunk home run there. You know what I think, too, uh, this signals more than anything is that Andy Reid isn't going anywhere. I thought he would retire after this Super Bowl win. He's got to. But he's sitting there like, I'm 64 years old. Pete Carroll's still doing this at 70. Bill Belichick's doing this at 71. I've got Patrick Mahomes about to enter the prime of his career. Patrick Mahomes is just now entering the prime of his career. Maybe he can get three. Maybe he can get four. Maybe he can get five Super Bowl rings. This, to me, I thought was a slam dunk. Eric Bieniemy, uh, just kind of heir apparent, mm-hmm. uh, slides in there and becomes the head coach of the Kansas City Chief, Chiefs, and uh, Andy Reid retires. This, to me, more than anything else, signals that Andy Reid ain't going anywhere, and I use ain't for effect. Absolutely, and Andy Reid... Obviously, you think what he's done with his resume, you think he's done so much, he's already done enough. He's already one of the top 10 coaches in NFL history. But like you said, with Patrick Mahomes just entering his prime, coming off of a Super Bowl win, his second in five seasons as a, in the last four seasons, actually. If they can keep this going and win a couple of more, we could be talking about Andy Reid, and I can't believe I'm saying this. And this is obviously this would take a lot more as mm. the greatest coach in NFL history. What if he wins four Super Bowls with the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm not saying that it's definitely not going to happen because the Chiefs, this was kind of the year to get them, and they won the, the Super Bowl. They could easily repeat, win a few more. Yeah, it's so interesting, man. It's so interesting, and and, and you never know uh, what the reason. I'm not in those rooms when Eric Bieniemy is is interviewing. I have no idea why he hasn't gotten a job yet, but – um, 
I don't know. I, I, I can't believe that it feels like he's got to go somewhere else to prove himself uh, all over again. Um, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I can't imagine why it has to be like this. But again, if he's going to go take one of the worst quarterback situations, one of the worst organizations in the game, if he's got to go there and turn that around first, well, then we'll take a look and see here. I think maybe uh, at that point, if he's able to turn this Washington thing around, um, he'll get a good look. Uh, now, the guy that's going to replace him most likely in Kansas City is Matt Nagy, yeah. the former head coach of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Now, it's so funny. You just automatically think that um, Kansas City is going to be slotted in for the Super Bowl every year. Um, Matt Nagy, man, <laughs> it's where quarterbacks go to die, right? I mean, I don't know. I just – I hate talking about a guy like that, but Matt, Matt Nagy, uh, I don't want to say he ruined Mitchell Trubisky, but my goodness, uh, he chose Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes yeah. first time around, and now uh, he may be going to coach Patrick Mahomes after all, just not going to be in Chicago. I mean, it seems like – Ob an obvious downgrade on the surface going from Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator to Matt Nagy but there's they're still under the umbrella of Andy Reid and that's why I think it won't be that it won't I don't think it'll hurt the offense at all. definitely not as much as you might think maybe not even at all I mean Matt Nagy was the quarterback's coach for he was the quarterback's coach for Kansas City in 2016 and 2017 which was Patrick Mahomes' rookie season the one where he didn't play his time with the Bears, although Mitchell Trubisky never really became much of anything, his rookie year wasn't too bad. He led him to the playoffs twice, led him to a 13-3 season. It just ended not well. I'll just say that. So maybe being a coordinator in a system that he know that he's familiar with, with a quarterback and a coach that he's familiar with, I don't think the Chiefs will suffer that much. Maybe not even at all because of the power of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and that offense. And if that's the case, then you just really answered everybody's question about Eric Bieniemy. If yeah. Matt Nagy could coach, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean. If Matt Nagy uh, can coach over there and, and be a pretty good offense, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe that is why Eric Bieniemy left uh, yeah. because of that kind of standard. Uh, guys, let me take a break. Come right back when we do. Want to get your take on the NBA All Star Game, uh, also Daytona 500. Uh, but first, a message from Guardian Alarm. They're your local security experts. Have been for over 90 years. When you see this black and yellow sign out in front of your house, it tells the bad guys one thing. Stay, Stay out. out. That's right. Customized solutions from real experts. 24-7 professional monitoring and technology backed by people. Call this number right here, 1-800-STAY-OUT. Stay out. That number again, 1-800-STAY-OUT. Stay Call them today. The sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higuera Health and Carol Zaniga. It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higuera Health is a, a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in Downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458-4601.
We don't like to brag that we are the toughest sports network in Detroit. But we do have a guy named Darren McCarty on our side. Lemieux and McCarty, who've had a good knockdown drag up. There they go, right on the whistle. Oh, baby. They were talking to one another. Woodward Sports. Wintertime in Detroit is always better with comfort foods from Big Boy. Try the classic meatloaf or the Cajun chicken Alfredo. But what about breakfast? The breakfast menu is back in this crazy stuffed with things that you need to try today. Try the stuffed potato pancakes and the lumberjack, the Santa Fe Garden, or even the Blockbuster. Stop by your local Big Boy today and try them all. Guys, NBA uh, had their All-Star weekend this past weekend, game uh, yesterday, last night. But is there that much of a demand? I tweeted this out, too. Is there that much of a demand for a Sunday night start time at 9 o'clock that the ratings are so much better at 9 o'clock on TNT than they would be at 3.30? Is that – am I just an old guy? No, you're not old. We all got jobs. <laughs> it's an all-star game. It's not even. It's not even something that uh, there's really that much of a, a target audience for. I mean, there's a little bit of a target audience, but it's an NBA all-star game where there's basically not a lot of effort being shown by either team. So yeah, it might as well. It might as well go the way of the Pro Bowl, to be honestly. Just seriously, get rid of it. It, 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 and it didn't always used to be like that too. I mean. The NBA All-Star Game was a pretty decent All-Star yeah. Game for so many years. And then, I, I, you know, obviously, like, this generation of athlete, they just, I mean, they're all friends with everybody. Everybody's just uh, shooting uh, from the, the uh, half court. Uh, they shoot the three, and then they go back the other way. And then there's, there's no defense whatsoever. Mm. I think there were, like, uh, damn near 400 points scored yesterday, <laughs> like 360, 370 points. I just don't understand why, they even, why even play the game. It's not even fun. Yeah, I mean, f for me, both things can be true because I obviously, as I said a couple seconds ago, didn't really enjoy the All-Star game, turned it off after a while, and when I saw the final score, it's just like, okay, there's obviously no defense. But I also think an all-star game like this, and which is why I honestly want to get rid of it, it gives a lot of ammunition for a lot of the old heads to sort of be like, this isn't the basketball I know. Back in my day, you used to be able to commit felonious assault on players, and, it's a and it was just a common foul, and these guys are all so soft. And that gets a little bit annoying after, after a while. I, I kind of think that's a little bit played out. But if you want the game that is the poster child for all of the talking points and all of sort of the reasoning that these old heads have, you would show them tape of that all-star game because there was nothing. There was, it's not entertaining when you're, there's no defense whatsoever, when you're not even really trying on offense, just trying ridiculous things. I mean, even a couple years ago, there wasn't a ton of defense, but I think you saw more spectacular offensive dunks and like off the backboard sort of things tried. And now it's, there's no reason to watch. I mean, I'm curious. I know you're a big NBA guy, JB. Did you? How much of the All Star Game did you tune into? So, to complete, to com to be completely honest with you guys, it was on my TV in the background. I was not fully paying attention at all. Just to be serious with you guys, I seen the score and seen that uh, Team Giannis beat Team LeBron, but I really didn't care. 
And you know what? I, I I feel like I would have paid attention a little bit more if the game was earlier in the day. And I, I don't mean to be that old guy, but you know, when you're looking for something to watch at like in the afternoon or whatever, I don't know. I would have maybe paid attention to a little little bit more, taking it uh, with a grain of salt. But at nine o'clock, you're ten thirty, eleven o'clock. It's halftime. You're like, what? What about? What would I stay up for this uh, game? Max McClung. Do you like him? Mac McClung. I, I, Mac or whatever the <laughs> hell is it? I I never even heard of him before this weekend i swear to god before this weekend i've never even heard of this guy yeah i mean mac mcclung obviously he had a hell of a dunk contest but i remember mac mcclung not to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent there was i used to have this temp job and there was this guy that i worked with he was a guy that i didn't really know very well we happened to be working together one day and he told me that this Mac McClung guy coming out was yeah. was basically the next Russell Westbrook. And say what you want about Russell Westbrook, but who just signed with the Clippers, by the way. Yeah, hey, breaking breaking yeah, news. Yeah, breaking news. Yes, breaking news. Say what you want about Russell Westbrook, but he is a Hall of Fame player, and Mac McClung is a guy that before tonight has played two NBA games. So I don't want people to overreact. He obviously had a great dunk contest, but I think there's a lot of people, maybe even. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to put that on Woodward Sports, but I think there's going to be some people that are just like, why not sign him to my team? And you can't really gauge anything from a dunk contest, although if he wants to go sign with Houston and make them a little bit more exciting, fine. But credit to the man that was that dunk. It was electric. He was one of the more exciting participants in the last 10 years or so. Without question. A uh, quick question for you guys. Did you guys know that he actually, Mac McClung, actually made his career earnings from winning this dunk contest? The exact same amount. What, what does he What does he get for winning the dunk contest? Hundred thousand. Wow. Well, and that's, he makes one hundred and six. Yeah. And that's wow. Real, that is really cool. And that's something that you can look back as sort of a you made your your year. You made your career at that point because even though I kind of poo pooed the idea of teams wanting to sign him just because he wins the dunk contest. I think that there's going to be a little bit of a market for him at least to join the the G League and make a living playing professional basketball. And good good for him cuz now, I mean, $100,000. That's a hell of a lot of money, especially for a guy by by professional basketball player standards, at least monetarily is struggling probably like a lot of us no kidding and then uh, ricky stenhouse jr won the daytona 500 it was the longest daytona 500 i was so disappointed the daytona 500 in nascar is i don't know if you guys pay attention to this stuff i i started watching nascar a little bit in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic because it was the, the only, only sport uh, on so i try to pay attention i like it uh i, I like it i enjoy it uh, I think it's fun to people watch. I think it's uh, fun to see all those uh, left turns. But, uh, man, this is like a NBA situation, too, where you really don't have to pay attention until the last five minutes of the race, last five laps of the yeah. race. Uh, this thing went all night. And then would they have like three or four cautions on the on the final lap. And you had all these green white checkers. It goes to overtime and. Uh, there was a caution behind the race. And, of course, um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was in front of Joey Logano or Brad Keselowski. I forgot. I get, always get those two mixed up. But, um, hey, how you doing over there? Very good. Very good. Good job. 
Uh, um, somebody over there, Lady Jane's trying to show me something. So, yeah, either way, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the Daytona 500. Uh, Sam Flannel, this has been one hell of an enjoyable uh, day. Good job, man. Uh, love to have you back. Uh, Braylon, you are in all week? Yes. You are in all week. Uh, Braylon is in tomorrow. Wish Braylon a happy birthday. Uh, the big guy is 40 years old. Uh, Maz is back on Wednesday. You and Braylon tomorrow. So yep. you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Yep. JB, Flannel, or uh, Fletch, JB, you guys rock. Flannel, you're the man too, man. man uh, good stuff here. Woodward Sports, let's go. Have a great day, everybody. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device.